Last time on LC D&D, our two heroes met a third, Tristan. And they went and they uh, met with some of the uh, some of their fellow FIA agents and found out some new information about what is going on with the little black box. <clears throat> Tristan helped lead them to a linguist that was able to help translate the black box. And next, our intrepid heroes will be going to interrogate our vampires, or vampiresses, if you will. How will that turn out? Will they be able to solve this case and stop whatever evil, weird thing happened to escape from a small black box from many, many years ago? I mean, probably not. These guys are fucking inept. But maybe. My name is Tim, and, uh, you might re recognize me from such things as the Lost Context Podcast or the AI Pisscast. And I'm going to be playing a little bit of uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Um, changed around a little bit. Some of the rules uh, changed and some of the tone a little bit different. And uh, so Chris Riley, Brian and eventually Wesley Sullivan, once his internet is up, we will be solving these mysteries or die trying probably the die trying part so please tune in every other thursday for lc D. &D. So yeah, what do you guys want to do? I'd like to, I guess, go and uh, interrogate the, uh, what is it, the Baudelaire's? Yeah. Which one? All right. Nicolette or Marie? Um, let's see. Marie was the one that I was, um, like, pretty much, like, helping out of the, the train at the end, right? Correct. And Nicolette was the one that uh, Tom shot in the leg. Uh, just so I know, as a, as a rookie in this force, how much experience does he have exactly with... Uh with the other supernatural forces of this world. Like, how new is he, exactly? He's pretty new. Okay. Like, I really wanted you to be as red-shirty as possible. <laughs> okay. Alright, um... <laughs> do you want to do yours uh, first, Brian, or, uh, or do you want me to do mine? Oh my. I'm a priest, you know. <laughs> I, uh... Oh, jeez. What if we... What if we run into each other when we're trying to like make stuff up like how am i supposed to, are we supposed to keep track of each other's things what if we forget and then i'm like well, i made up this big long story arc that involves boats and then chris is like i already established earlier that there are no boats in this world you are getting that way too caught up in things yeah you <laughs> why is this the yeah, stuff just... that you're thinking about can you please think about maybe <laughs> interrogations or solving it. this case or anything other than dumb bullshit that doesn't matter, Brian. I guess this means I'll go first and just follow my lead. Okay. And, um... <laughs> like, does communism exist in this universe? <laughs> and so, like, uh, I'm assuming the, um, that they're in uh, interrogation rooms alone. 
I just wanted to know, can I establish communism really quick? Is that, is that, a, well, hey, we're talking about government systems real quick, and I want to talk about communism. Because we're going to, we're going to retcom this shit. <laughs> oh, God. God damn it, dude. God damn it. <laughs> Redcom. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> you go back downstairs where, uh, where the holding cells are at. And, um, you know that, uh, Marie and Nicolette are already in holding cells awaiting interrogation. It's just a matter of time for somebody to be available once, uh, they're done dealing with the cleanup at the train station. So if you would like to go in and, you said that you want to interrogate Marie, right? Right, Chris? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, uh, before I walk in there, I, um, turn to, to Tristan I'm like, uh, so you ever done any interrogations before, Greenhorn? I guess that depends on what qualifies as interrogation. I've interrogated a few women in my life. Well, you having a badge and you asking questions to somebody that's a person of interest. It's generally what an investigation would be. Interrogation. Eh, no, not exactly. He's probably been at home and uh, he's been ever? like, <laughs> Fluffy, where did you hide my sock? <laughs> <laughs> I love that that was in character. <laughs> I, just, I just I just started my new job today and I'm going to be late. Where's my damn sock? <laughs> Can you please develop like a weird laugh that you do after you make bad jokes like that? Like <laughs> Oh god. But not that one. Definitely oh, not that one. <laughs> So I'm like, um, still talking to, to Tristan, um, you ever heard a good cop, bad cop? Uh, yeah, I suppose I've heard of that. All right, well, in this situation, I'm going to introduce you as, uh, someone that's at least more experienced than you are, and, um, you're going to play the bad cop, and she already has, like, sort of some time with me, so, uh, I'm going to come in and play the good cop once you sort of rock the boat a little bit, so, um. And we go, and we enter the door, and um, uh, is uh, Maria like pretty much handcuffed to the to the table yeah. there? So her hands right. are handcuffed to the to the center of the table, and there's just like a, a little uh, U-bolt in the center of it that the handcuffs can kind of move side to side through, but she can't move them more than probably a half a foot from the table. Who's the girl I shot in the leg? Uh, Nicolette, the other one. She got medical attention for that. <laughs> I go in the interrogator and she's bled out. <laughs> <clears throat> she's undead. That's pretty impossible. Yeah. <laughs> you only shot her in the well, leg. It, it's not like uh, you shot her through anything vital. I go into interrogator and she's like sucking on her leg. <laughs> <laughs> what? You'd do it too if you could reach. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky double jointed vampires. She looks up, um, so Marie looks up at you guys, and, uh, she says, what do you guys want? I'm like, well, uh, we've met is, uh, Marie, right? Yes. All right, um, this is Special Agent, uh, Tristan, and, uh, just gonna ask you a few questions. I'm gonna ask you a few more. I'm assuming you probably know how this is gonna go down, and, uh, we'll just get it over with, all right? Yeah, okay. All right. Take it, Tristan. 
Right. Well, when they had walked in, uh, eager to get into character, Tristan had sort of uh, sauntered off to one of the darker corners of the room and uh, pulled out a toothpick and hid, <laughs> hid very, very dangerously in the shadows of the room. And, uh, of course, said nothing as he was introduced. But uh, now that Falk has decided to uh, give him the stage, he uh, walks forward very slowly. And he leans over the table, puts his face real close to Marie, kind of just looks, inspects her, looks her up and down. So, Marie, I don't suppose you have any information for us? What what do you want to know? What do you have to tell me? We read the ritual, it was a mistake. What, what ritual would that be? I'm sure you found the sheet of paper. Well, just assume that I don't for a second, you smug bitch. The paper that Jean-Luc had. And what's this paper that Jean-Luc had for? to bring back the Allfather. The Allfather? Hmm. Sounds like a real bad motherfucker. Why are you, why are you looking to bring back this Allfather? The man said that he would change the tide. And what is this tide this man's speaking of? What does it matter now? It didn't work. It matters because I'm asking you the fucking question. Just get the judge in here. Look, lady, I don't think you understand how this works. I'm asking the questions... You're not making demands. You do what I tell you, and maybe you'll get out of this in one piece. What if I burst through the door and said that Nicolette had escaped? Would you have to run with that? Yes. Oh, man. I just don't know if I have, if I can handle this much power. <laughs> God damn it, Brian! <laughs> Quit ruining my D&D game. It's hard to get into fucking character. And when people are when people have a good thing and a good scene that's going on, and you're just like, "Hey, let me ask you weird questions about dumb shit again." I know I've already done this three times, but I just really need to know. God damn it, Brian! I was getting bored. Vaughn was just asking the same questions we already knew. He's establishing a baseline. Don't you know anything about police work, Brian? Yes. She doesn't know that we know that. God, Brian. <laughs> I don't rush in. <laughs> God damn it, dude. <laughs> well, I forget what the last thing I said was. Uh... Oh yeah, she just told you that the All Father would change right. the tide, and she told, uh, she said to get the judge in here, and uh, I said, or uh, Tristan says, uh, I don't, I don't think you understand how this how this works. I ask you, I ask you questions, and you give me the answers I want, and maybe if you if you do it, if you act like a good little girl, you leave here in one piece. So tell me what the letter is for, and what the tide is. I'll make you a deal. Take the cuffs off, and I'll tell you what it's for. I'll make you a better deal. You tell me what it's for, and I won't put a bullet in your fucking head. I interject at this point. Greenhorn, good God. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? What? What? Get, get in the fucking corner. Fuck me. <laughs> I mean, you told me to play the bad cop. I was playing the bad cop. I Just don't know what you want from me. Get in the corner. Please. Tristan so walks, he, he up, walks up to the table now. 
And, um, and he, you know, sits down next to Marie and he's like, all right, so, uh, what exactly is written on the old sheet? Tell him. Tell him what would happen if you were to take these cuffs off. <laughs> Just tell me what will, what was on the old sheet. Look, I, uh, yeah, he's intimidated. He's a fucking kid, you know. You wouldn't, he wouldn't last two seconds with you. But now I'm talking to you. And you're not going to bully me like that. I already put a couple of bullets into you. <laughs> and look where you are. I bet I'd last longer with her than you did with Patty in bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... At least I got to her. <laughs> <laughs> I should... I, <laughs> Passive aggressive the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think she knew what the dragon was? <laughs> Oh fuck! All right, so uh, back to, back to Marie though. Um, just tell me what was on the, the the scroll. It's supposed to bring back the All Father, and it would sway the balance between the Fey and and the humans. And so, uh, is that what was written on the scroll, or basically what you are saying that it would do? That's what it would do. What was written was a chant, basically. Prayer. I don't know. So it's like some recipe? Get that out of uh, Country Cooking Magazine or something? No, I told you the man brought it. And uh, this man, are you talking about your brother? No, Jean-Luc did not bring it. It was a, a man with... His eyes would go funny sometimes if you looked at him long enough. I don't know. Eyes would go funny. He was weird, but plain-looking. Almost like a lizard. So, uh, you never caught his name? He didn't give one, nor did he offer. Just offered us the box and a chance at a better life. And so, uh, did this man speak the same language that was written on the box in the, in the scroll? I mean, he knew how to speak it, but he spoke common to us. Is this a, a tall man, short man? Got any other descriptors for me? He had dark black hair, very average looking, um, strong jaw, a large scar um, around the neck area, from the ear down to the Adam's apple. And his eyes would go weird sometimes. He wore a nice suit. But I'd never seen him before, though. And uh, where did you meet him? Vinny set up the meet. Who was that? Vinny? Vinny set up the Vinny? meet. Yeah. Vinny? Yeah. Vinny. You know Vinny? Vinny from the pawn shop? Your cousin Vinny? Yeah. Yeah, Vinny. The one that's in... Well, you probably <laughs> know. He's he's one of us, but people don't really know it, you know? Yeah, Vinny, Vinny. Uh, he's still selling the that red wine out the back of the store? I mean, I would definitely not take whatever the synthetic clinic is offering. Mm. I propped my head in. That wasn't Vinny, that was Vino. <laughs> Just kidding, I don't do that. No, you can do that, that's fine. <laughs> See, Brian, when you have good things to add, we're okay with you interjecting. <laughs> okay, I will interject all of my worst puns. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the box, was there anything in it, uh... Before the ritual started? Before we... Before we did the ritual, we couldn't even open the box. I mean, he... The man had a book. 
and he gave us the box. He tore a page from the book. The page had this recipe, as you call it, and he told us that we should flee, and if the FIA should pursue, we should go through with the ritual. Alright, alright. Where were you fleeing to? We we were gonna go out west. I heard I heard there's freedom there. That you don't have to live in confinements. Ah, any place in particular? No, just headed west. Any place would have done. Alright. Um your brother there is wearing some uh pretty nice clothes for uh for whatever squalor y'all were living in. Um, where'd he get him? Well, there's, there's no reason to drag Jean-Luc into this more. He's already lost his life for it. We don't... Well, please, it's, you have all of your information. Just get the judge, please. <laughs> and then you ask her, then you ask her, you try to talk to her again, and she says, please, you have your all your information. Just get the judge, please. <laughs> and then you do, it, you do it one more time, just a tech, and she says, please, you have all your information. And you're like, okay, I'm good. Got all I need here. <laughs> all right, yeah, um, okay, um, but your brother had a set of keys on him. Obviously, one's to the apartment where he lived. Uh, what do the other keys go to? Look, he, he worked with the coven, okay? I don't, I don't know doing what, but I, I assume some of the keys are probably to, I don't know, whatever he was doing with them. Yeah, and who's in this coven? I don't know. I don't... Until the man, we, my sister and I did not participate in, Ill in illegal activity. We were trying to make the best of the confinement. Jean-Luc, however... Look, it, it, so I don't John understand Luke has what no this part has to in this, do with and him. then all of a sudden he he has these these things that we we need to know. So I um, mean, you know, you kind of trying to give it two different ways here. It doesn't it doesn't matter. It can't matter. They the the, the coven has nothing to do with the man. You know where the coven met? Where can we find the coven? If I want to ask them some questions, maybe the man's from the coven. I mean, <sighs> all right. And she, um, she writes down an address for you. All right. Um, 1231 East Barovia Drive, which is in the confinement, as you know. All right. I'll leave you alone for a little bit. I'll have, uh... So as soon as you, uh, as soon as you go to get up, um, the door opens, and you see a very well-dressed man in a bowler hat and a monocle walk in. And uh, he's got a badge, a golden badge, with um, the number 1191353 on it. And uh, he kind of looks at uh, you, and he looks at Tristan, and he nods curtly at both of you, and he goes, Hi, I'm Judge 1191353, Podrick Pilot. Um, <clears throat> do I have a Marie Baudelaire? And she doesn't respond at all, and so he holds out a, he kind of like uh, holds out um, uh, a clipboard, and he starts paging through it, and he goes, yep, yep, this is the right room. Marie Baudelaire, trespassing outside of designated confinement, possession of an unre unregulated magic artifact, 
activation or and or misconduct with a magic artifact, assaulting an FIA officer, first degree, mental assault through feyability, third degree. How do you plead? And she again doesn't respond. And uh, he looks over at you and says, Officers, anything to add before I give my sentence? Yeah, um, I heard something about the coven and I started wondering. If your glute starts practicing dark magic with some other people's glutes, does that mean you've got a bun in the coven? <laughs> oh my god. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What the fuck, dude? <laughs> it's not even worth a boo. <laughs> no, I'm just in shock. <laughs> <clears throat> oh my god. Continue. <laughs> so, anyway, does uh, anybody have anything serious to add? <laughs> yes, could you arrest him, please? <laughs> He's committed a worse crime today than any of these other two. Yeah, the joke was a crime against humanity. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, um, yeah, I don't have any other charges to, to add or anything like that. All right. Barring, barring no uh, testimony by the defense, I sentence you to the incineration room. Jeez. Good Officer, boy. please remove her. And he uh, exits the room quickly and immediately uh, goes into Nicolette's room and uh, starts going through her chart. Hey, uh, Judge. Yes, what? Is it too late to... Um, I would like to, you know, add in her defense that she was very cooperative once we brought her in and that uh, I believe that her brother was uh, kind of forcing her hand in a lot of this. He kind of... She may not have been... He kind of narrows his uh, eyes at you a little bit, and he says, can, can we talk away from here for a second? Absolutely, Judge. Um, Your Honor. So you guys, uh, <laughs> you guys walk away, you know, maybe 20 feet or so, and he says, I don't have a choice. Any fae caught using any sort of magical artifact, or any fae who assaults any officer... The penalty is death now. That's from the top. Since when? A couple weeks now. Ever since that, uh... Ever since that magic wand incident, uh... Downtown, what? Maybe a month ago? Did, were, were you on that case? Uh, should I roll to see if I was on that case? No, you probably weren't on that case. You do, oh, okay. uh... uh... You do much more in-depth stuff than that. Like, you wouldn't have just been responding to somebody going wild with a magic wand downtown. Okay. And so is that all that, like, I need to know about it is somebody went crazy with a magic wand? Yeah, 100%. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Huh, it seems a little little strict from uh, for just a, a one-time incident, don't you think? They feel like the incidences are building. And... They're worried about things coming to a head, so we need to set an example. Well, uh, when is this incineration supposed to be? I mean, there's got to be some time for appeal or something. Tomorrow. All right. They just... It's gotten to that point now, I guess. I don't know, but... 
anyway. Whose order was it to change the uh, the protocol here? He says, "I, uh, you're gonna have to talk to Goran. I don't know. Then that that's your captain, Captain Goran oh, is okay. uh, the guy who directly oversees your department. But he says, uh, I I have a lot more cases left today, and they are all going to go this exact same way. So if you'll excuse me." All right. Uh, have a nice day, Your Honor. So Marie, Marie's the one I shot in the leg, right? No, Nicolette is. No, uh, yeah. Oh, what the hell? No, because... Oh, did we yeah. have the whole thing backwards then? No, well, the one I shot in the leg is the one who said she she told us she knew everything. I mean, she said she told us everything. She said, I can't read that paper. I don't know what's going on. She was, like, the dumb one. Yeah, that's, um, that's Nicolette, the one that you haven't uh, interviewed yet. Oh, they just interviewed Marie right now? Correct, yeah. Oh, I had yep. it backwards. Okay, so I'm going yeah. to interview Nicolette. Yep. Yeah, let's do that real quick, and then we can end the episode and move on to the next one. Yeah. Or or this can just be in the next episode, however you want to do it. You can do it. Nicolette can help. Wow. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to end the podcast right now. <laughs> just the series is over. Yep. We're fucking done. Um, We're all going to have to go into desanit- desanitization <laughs> chambers after all these fucking puns. Right. Get sprayed down. Sprayed down for autism. Insanitization chambers. <laughs> Insanitization. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay. So I can go, I'm going to go interview her now. Okay. You walk in and, uh, and she actually looks a lot less, um, aggro than, uh, than Marie was. I figured. So, um, I, I don't say anything. I just open the door, close it behind me, walk over, adjust the chair, slowly sit down, um, and then without a word between us for a moment or two, I just kind of fiddle with the table, tapping my fingers and stuff, and then I say, oh, and then I reach up, and slowly I take my flat-brimmed hat off, and I set it on the table. And so, (laughs) obviously, I have my bald head underneath that I'm very self-conscious about. Nicolette. Yeah. I don't take my hat off for many people. Do you know why? Because you'll blind them when the light reflects off of your head. (laughs) I thought Nicolette was supposed to be that wasn't feisty. I couldn't help myself. (laughs) No, um, she says, You're embarrassed, I guess? It's the hand that God dealt me. I suppose you could say it's the head that God dealt me. You know why I'm taking my hat off for you right now? No. Just a moment ago, in the other cell, just down the hall, a judge came along and he took your sister and he sentenced her to the incinerator. But why? Jean-Luc did the majority of this. We we have nothing to do with it. I mean, yes, we wanted to leave the Imperium, but it's not our fault. It was Jean-Luc. Unfortunately, that's not my decision to make. All I know is it's a safe bet 
that I can take my hat off in front of you without any need of being embarrassed because, Nicolette, you'll be joining your sister, I can assure you. So what, you just came in here to taunt me? Do you remember earlier when we were at the train station, you said something to me? You asked me if I knew that you were a good person. This is your last chance, Nicolette. I'm asking you to be a good person and tell me the truth. Will you do that for me? What do you want to know? Earlier on the train station, you told me that was all the information you had about the pamphlet, about your brother, about the box, and about the All-Father. Were you telling the truth then? Yes. Didn't you cast your stupid spell to make sure that I was? Tell me about your brother. What do you want to know? Jean-Luc was... He didn't like the confinement. and He didn't like not having any money. What kind of people did he run around with? Not the nice kind. She's... Her eyes are darting all around the room, much like having a conversation with Brian Bridges. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, she she will not make eye contact with you um, as soon as you start to the line of questioning about Jean-Luc. Um, clearly, this is a sore spot for both of the sisters. Did this bother you and your sister? Nobody, nobody wants their brother to be running around with dangerous people. This was this was an eventuality with the people that he was running with. I just thought it might have been another Fae that was going to kill him instead of the FIA. Did you ever meet any of your brother's friends? Did you ever speak with them? No, not really. Do you recall him mentioning any of their names? Isaac came over once, but... Isaac... Overwatch? Have you ever heard of him? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Isaac Overwatch. You remember what he looked like? Any distinguishing features? Long brown hair. Fair skin, but... Deep little... blue eyes! <laughs> she... <laughs> she doesn't know that. I know she didn't make eye contact with him. No, um... He, uh... He has very angular features he tends to he looks similar to other vampires I don't you happen to remember where your brother would hang out where he would meet these people there's a speakeasy off of Barovia maybe I don't know you can go and get human blood there I uh I, I slide my hand over and slowly I pick up my hat and put it back on my head <clears throat> I don't envy you the position that you're in, and I, I don't have answers for the undead, but that doesn't mean I'm a man without hope. I think that you have demonstrated some, some level of goodness, and for that, Nicolette, I suppose I will remember you in my prayers. Goodbye. And then I slowly stand up, and I uh, make my way out to the door. All right. So you guys are all uh, outside of the interrogation rooms, and, uh, yeah. All right, is, um, is that uh, judge still here? Uh, no, the judge actually went to go and do uh, some other cases since uh, he noticed that you guys were still interrogating the other uh, 
suspect. All right, and then um, would we have already like filled out our like debriefing reports for what happened in the? Um, yeah, I mean, know, let's let's figure that while you know you. While you were, you know, inside interrogating one, you know, Tom could have been filling out his stuff. Yeah, you guys are good on paperwork. You can go on to do whatever it is that you want well, to do. Well, I just meant, like, um, if if we had any time to maybe change some things in the paperwork before some things are, are final. <laughs> oh, I got you. So, like, the paperwork for um, for their execution orders. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, so, yeah. So, um, yeah. You know where that I've stuff been is going away for sure. All right. So, like, I've been kind of watching through the glass or whatever, and um, and Tom comes out, and I'm like, uh, so she was uh, pretty compliant with you. Huh? Didn't take much. I just went up to her and said, "I showed you my bald head. Answer me." <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that always works with you. I don't. You're going to have to teach that one to me someday when I lose my hair. Yeah, I see that. I could get answers out of about anybody. <laughs> so, uh, what I'm thinking is, um, you know, I don't know if I can save this other girl. You know, she's got a bad attitude, and it's going to be tough. But one thing we might be able to do with yours is, uh, you know, maybe she didn't actually attack you. And uh, since she was in your custody the whole time, yeah, she got hit in crossfire, maybe. But um, there's no reason both of them have to get put under. And so um, I say, make the paperwork say that this one has committed no crime, as we see it right now, and uh, work on trying to help out the other one while we can, and maybe try to solve this case in the meantime. Uh, Tristan kind of gives Falk sort of a, a sideways look. What do you care what happens to some fang? Ah, uh, listen here. Uh, I don't even remember your name. Uh, Tolstoy? Uh, Tonkin. Um, Trevor? Trevor, that was it. You got it, Green. Trevor. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Keep, keep going. You you're you're almost there. Uh, you know, everybody's got something. You know, and everybody's come from from somewhere they didn't want to be. And uh, we can tell who the brains of this operation was. That's one thing. The other, if these broads get executed tomorrow, they aren't going to be able to help us with jack shit going forward. The longer we keep them alive, the longer we can possibly get more information that will help us uh, save people. And uh, isn't that what we're here to do? Tristan just shrugs his shoulders and says, No skin off my back. You do what you gotta do. Alright, well, why don't you come along and uh, <laughs> learn some more uh, tricks of the trade then. Sounds like we got a, a pawn shop to go to. Alright, but next time, you play the bad cop if you got such a problem with the way I do it. <laughs> sure thing. So it's been about an hour. In game, or are you talking about real life? In game, no. It's oh, okay. been about an hour since uh, since you guys went and saw Patty. So she should probably have something good for us by now. 
Yeah, why don't you two go and take care of that? I'm I'm gonna head back to my office and try to try to put some things together. From what I understand, she already gave something good to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too bad she didn't get anything good back. <laughs> so uh, Tristan and Tom are gonna head up to the uh, to the linguistics department. Yeah, that sounds like it. All right, I'm okay with that. So you guys, uh, you guys get over there. Takes you about ten minutes to walk through um, the building and get to the area again. And uh, you can see that that she's not at her area, and she's like so. When you walk into the room, uh, Patty is um, she's been looking up and she's kind of looking around as though she was waiting for you guys. And she's got the um, She's got the piece of paper and the black box kind of like hugged up against her chest. And she goes, uh, oh, 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 thank goodness that you guys are here. Um, I, th- I found something. Um, so, so the one, the, so the, the page, the paper, it, it details a ritual that um, basically will restore a trapped soul or a trapped spirit. Um, if, it, if it's ever to be interred into something, and the runes on the outside of the box are meant to inter a spirit or soul. I have no idea what she's saying. Mm, yes, I wasn't paying any attention. I was trying to think of a clever pun. <laughs> <laughs> she says, all right, listen, um, so the box, the runes on it, the, the language, the writing, it's meant to trap the essence of somebody's being in it, right? Right. Right. Okay. The page is like, it's the key. It details a ritual that if you perform it, it will release the spirit into a nearby vessel. <clears throat> uh, Peggy. Patty, thank Patty. you. Patty. Patty, thank you. Sorry, sorry, Trevor. So, Peggy, <laughs> can you tell if that box has been opened already? Is it unlocked? Yeah, it was open when uh, Falk picked it up. I'm sure you were trying to think of a pun when we talked about that. <laughs> I deduce <laughs> that, 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 that there's nothing in that box. <laughs> What's in the box? Um, I reach out and uh, take the box and the letter from her. Um, I think we have to lock these away in evidence, right? Why are you asking me? I'm I'm gonna go... Oh, so I... I give... um, I give Travis a a nudge and then I uh, kind of stick the box under one arm and then I I say, listen, uh, I'm gonna go put this down in evidence. Why don't you and uh, uh, Polly here you know, just talk amongst yourselves for a while. And I give him a wink and I walk off. Well, all right. I'll see you later then. She, uh, so Patty looks at you, Tristan. And she goes, um, was he hit on the head a bunch of times? <laughs> I mean, he heard me say that my name was Patty, right? <laughs> no, I think, no, did don't worry about him. I think he just gets a little bit too much sun on his bald spot. Um, but you, that Falk guy, you didn't actually see his dragon, did you? 
What are you talking about? No, never mind. Never mind. Good work, Patty. Good work. <laughs> I need to get back to work, Tristan. Have a have a good day. You too. Love love you, hon. Great work. Great work. <laughs> Tristan turns and walks off. As fast as possible. It's two guys that can scratch her off their list. Maybe three. <laughs> All right, so you guys are um, you guys are back down by uh, by both uh, Tom and Falk's office, and uh, the crew is back together. What do you guys want to do? Well, when you you guys step into my office to find me, I'm like um, sharpening up uh, you know quill pens and stuff, and then just like throwing them into the ceiling <laughs> while I'm kind of talking to myself like about the things that I know about the case. <laughs> I fucking love that. <laughs> Am I driving it home yet? Like, <laughs> how on the nose that is? What was with the box? Oh, it just uh, contains people's souls, you know, the, the usual. Contains a pal. I don't know, I was trying to think up a clever pun. You remember anything, uh, Jimmy? Yes, Tom. I do remember what Patty said. Well, apparently that paper, the note that uh, What's-Her-Face had was supposed to be the key, and, well, let's just say that somebody put the key into the lock. All right. Hey, what was that thing that lady downstairs was saying about the, uh, some about a, a pawn shop? That's, uh, I think where we gotta go next. I, uh, let's just say I got an old friend that works there. All right. So, um, <laughs> I think we should go to uh, 1231 East uh, Brovia Drive. So that is not where the pawn shop is. <laughs> I knew this would happen. Oh. I knew we would run into an issue here. <laughs> but that's not at all what's going on, Brian. It was just a misunderstanding, okay? It was like, you need to fucking relax. <laughs> I swear to God. If you go, aha, every single time that we have to retcon something, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. This is a classic Pippi Dipperson problem. We've got too many cooks in the kitchen. Oh, my uh, fucking God. Oh, no. so you can remember the exact address of an establishment, but you can't remember my name. I see how it is. No, if you recall, that was um, the address for where Jean-Luc regularly would meet. Whereas Vinny owns a pawn shop that is not in the confinement. That address is in the confinement. Oh, okay, I see. So, um, I guess we should go to uh, to Vinny's then first. Unless you want to go to the uh, apartment, their apartment, and look around yet. Hmm, I was also thinking about heading up to the, uh, the speakeasy at insert location here, Tim. And uh, she said that's, the, that's where vampires go to get human blood so she told you that it was on barovia which is the exact same street that the other girl uh gave to falk just to connect those for you all right um so the speakeasy is where the coven uh congregates i apologize i thought that you guys would put the streets together and you didn't so there you go the reason i have to integrate this 
the reason I have to integrate this forgetful name thing into my character is because that's me in real life, and I don't remember anyone's name. <laughs> that includes streets, so I definitely didn't put those two together. Gotcha. Did we already establish where this box came from? You got it off the vampires that you fought last time, didn't you? No, I know that we stole the box from them. I'm talking, where did he get the box? Amazon. From that man. Oh, that's what she said, okay. The man with the funny eyes. And the man that, uh... You guys should talk that, about this uh, in character Nicolette. and piece it together. Uh, yeah, uh, the... I noticed that, uh, Nicolette was talking about a man as well, but, um... Sounded a little bit different. She used the term angular features instead of, uh... You know, a strong jaw. But, um... I wonder if they could be the same person. But she didn't mention a scar or anything. Well, whatever the case may be, let's go see what we can find. So are we going to Vinny's? Are we going to uh, the speakeasy? Or are we going to the apartment? Let's check out the apartment first. All right, we're going to the apartment. Uh, Greenhorn, you tagging along? Yeah, I suppose I'll come along. Don't worry, I'll make sure you guys go in first. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> um, just out of curiosity, from my own mental picture, how are we traveling around in this world? Are we riding horses? Yeah. Interesting. Yep, this is so... Are we dealing with a town that's, like, got, like, cobblestone streets and stuff, or is it all just dirt? Cobblestone streets. Okay. Things are... So, basically, imagine the world right before you know cars became ubiquitous and so like lots of other technology is starting to spring around but people are still kind of riding horses around and stuff okay. could we have taken the trolley i mean when i was talking to tim about it i described it as like victorian england but he seemed keen on that idea well apparently we can write whatever we want to write so <laughs> oh my god brian <laughs> <laughs> stuck up you are on this <laughs> I love the fact that he's never once going to ever sit down and actually write something, but he wants to make a big fucking deal about the ability to write something, because just in case he gets a wild fucking hair up his ass. Oh, wait, uh, before we leave, um, I think uh, me and uh, me and, and Tom ought to go see Captain Goran. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You do what you gotta do. So, um, let's, uh, go up to the office, his office, and try to see if we can get a, a short meeting with him. Did, yeah, um... Hold on, did you just make up Captain Garan, or is that a real thing? Nope. No? Nope, uh, the judge told us that, uh, Captain Garan was the one who, um, was the one to talk to about, um, you know... Okay. I was just... Mitigating this. I was just. I was going to be amused the... at the fact that Tim would have to create a character on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have come up with a much, uh, funnier name. <laughs> we got to go see Superman. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you guys head up to um, the upper floors of the building, and uh, <clears throat> Captain Garan has a. Uh, has a corner office up in up with a view where they're you know where the majority of the building is windows and and the like and uh his secretary tells you uh yes i can 
Captain Garan will have some time for you, but you will have to wait a few moments if that's all right. Ah, oh, sure thing. And she uh, motions to a couple of chairs. There's there's only two though. Um, chairs that are sitting nearby her desk. I know how this goes. Couple moments. Checks on him. Couple more moments. I thought you two were supposed to be some big shot special operators. Why don't you just get in there? I thought you were supposed to be downstairs. <laughs> it's greenhorns, man. They follow us everywhere. <laughs> nah, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just the way this guy is. It's just, he means well. And uh, right as you say that, um, a light flashes on uh, the secretary's desk, and she goes, you can go in now. Hmm. On his way into the office, he makes sure to uh, tip his hat towards the secretary. Ron, I want to put this one in my journal. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, like, uh, we're, we're walking in, and uh, Tristan tips his hat towards the secretary, and by the time he turns around to walk into the chief's office, uh, we've shut the door behind us. <laughs> uh, can you... Tim, can you make him roll to see if he ran into the door? <laughs> roll to face plant. Yeah, why don't you, uh, why don't saving, you give me a dexterity saving throw. check? Dexterity saving throw. Yeah, why don't, why don't you go ahead and give me a roll? If it's not a natural one, you're fine. But if it's a natural one, you are going to walk into that shit. Oh my God. With my luck and all the other games, he's absolutely going to smash his face on that door. That would be a... D20 plus 6. Too bad. Nope, you're golden. Yeah, fuck you, I smashed you that door. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just open it up again and then walk in. What's this guy? What's this guy's name? Greg. Uh, Captain Garan. Okay. He's, uh, he's kind of short, but very stocky. Has a huge mustache, um, that wraps around into his sideburns, but no, uh, no facial hair whatsoever on his chin. Um, balding. Um, still kind of has a few wisps of uh, of gray hair on top of his head, though, because he just refuses to let go of that. And uh, he says, Got a lot of stuff to do. Make it quick. So, uh, Captain, um, I heard you were the person to talk to about uh, this recent policy change where... I mean, this can't be right. We're we're executing everyone now? Just sending them right to the fire pit? Well, not everyone. Only, uh, only under uh, circumstances of assault against officers and, uh, unregulated magic use. Yeah, so, uh, here's the thing. You know, uh, we, we ran up into this earlier with the, the judge we talked to. So, he wants to take one of our witnesses that we need for this, you know big event that just happened and he wants to execute her tomorrow I mean what if we don't have anything figured out by then how are we supposed to go back to the well and and you know no that's a reasonable point anything? I can grant you a stay for at least a week alright that, that'll do and then uh so what's going on with these Baudelaire's anyway what have you found out what do you got for me well from the looks of things the the sisters um Really didn't have a lot to do with it. We're still kind of figuring out information on that to, you know, corroborate their stories and stuff. But uh, this John Luke, he was a real piece of work, and uh, apparently he was propositioned by uh, 
this odd man with, um, with <laughs> he does the finger quotes thing, eyes that go funny, and, uh, and a scar from his ear to his Adam's apple. Uh, dressed very nice and everything. Definitely seems like a sort of uh, underworld criminal character, if you ask me. But um, apparently, and I don't know how much of this you'd even believe, but apparently they summoned uh, the vampire to end all vampires. Like the very first one, uh, you know, Strahd von Zarvich. And um, he's a real piece of work. And, uh, yeah, so it, it would be very nice to, to keep these witnesses alive. And, yeah, and probably keep an eye on them so they don't bail. So here's what I can do for you. I'm going to give you a week on both of those stays. Where where do your leads go? What do you got for leads? Where Where is this going? Because the train station being shut down, I need to have answers for the mayor. I heard something about uh, how the president was thinking about coming to, coming to Farport at some point soon. And we need to prove that we could protect him if he's going to be here. President so, Superman's coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's Lex Luthor. Aha! Son of a bitch, right? You've ruined everybody. Now everybody is going to do it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> All you had to do was be an adult, but no. <laughs> I was homeschooled. My parents cared about what I was allowed to see. God damn it. Yeah, so, uh, so, yeah, a couple of the, the leads we got. We still got to go back to the apartment. Look around there. Uh, there's, there's this uh, speakeasy establishment out on uh, Rovia. And um, I, apparently there's some... While he's saying all this, I am quite noticeably shifting on my weight and sighing and just kind of... I'm clearly a little bit irritated with this whole business of having to release all of our information to this guy and give updates and check in with him. Okay. Um, you you got, got a fucking there? problem there, Tom? You got something you need to fucking tell me? Is there something that's going on? Are we wasting your fucking time? Is that what's going on here, Tom? No, if you, if you got a fucking problem, just fucking say it right now, eh? Yeah, I think that you could say we could be uh, wasting some time here. We could be at their apartment right now, but, uh, you know, our chief wants us to check in with him and he'd go through all the details that I think that he could just figure out all by himself just fine. Obviously. You morons asked me for the meeting. Listen, all we all we wanted to know, we wanted to keep our we wanted to keep our information wells open, make sure that we didn't lose anything that would be vital to the case, and now we'd like to go on our way and continue to solve this case for you, the chief. So I just feel like going through all this bureaucracy is kind of holding us up. For the record, I love how uh, Chris's Boston accent is infecting all of our characters. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because uh, I would—I imagine Farport is being this would be the Farport accent. God damn it! So um, he looks back at you, Falk, and he says, "Well, here's the thing that I'm looking at here. I think I think you should go to the speakeasy first. That's by far our most pressing matter. I feel like 
there's probably not much to be gained from the apartment. Because if you remember, that's where you made first contact with them. And that's where they ran from. And we've had officers sweeping the uh, building for at least six hours now. But it's up to you. If you want to go in, uh, if you want to go in, try and get more information there, be my guest. You know how some of these rookies can be. And he kind of glares over at you, Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> Who he doesn't really know why you're here or anything like that, but he hasn't really questioned it because it is what it is and things well, are a little fine, bit wild right now. Because uh, in the background, Tristan has kind of been meandering around the office, sort of touching things that he probably shouldn't be touching. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> just ra- fiddling with random, random items throughout the office. <laughs> Those clacker balls. <laughs> so anything else? Right. And so, uh, nah, I think that's it. Um, well, good day, uh, Captain. Uh, good luck out there, boys. All right. Um, good luck on the the bowling on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, well, you never know, man. You never know. Might be might be my week for that perfect game, eh? Yeah, hopefully. All right, but I got a lot of stuff to do. All right, I'm leaving. Again, I, I, you know, get out of there quickly and then close the door before before Tristan gets out. And then I really want Tristan to awkwardly swing his arms a few times before he opens the door. Maybe clap his hands together. Well, if he if he like rolls an actual hit to where he runs into the door, I want the blinds to fall off the door too, to where he has to put them back up. Tim, please make him roll for that. Oh my god! I am not making him roll at all. You guys already did this to him once, and he's wise to it. Oh, okay. As soon as soon as he sees Falk is like moving a little bit faster than normal, he's like, "Oh fuck!" and kind of keeps on your ass. <laughs> and you have a hard time uh, managing to even close the door behind you because Tristan is right on you. <clears throat> oh, okay. So he, like, catches the door and makes yep. a, a thing out of it? Okay. Yep. All right. So, uh, all right. Uh, well, Chief said that uh, we ought to go to the speakeasy. So um, I guess let's go to that apartment. <laughs> 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 Oh, man. Are you two down with that? <laughs> is this even a, a discussion? I mean, sure, just because I said something doesn't mean that, like, we all have to go for it. I just kind of assumed that we... just what my character would do. I just kind of assumed that we were going to the apartment. Okay, well, then... Let's Tristan go. kind of shrugged sarcastically. Whatever you say, boss. I'm just a greenhorn. You know, it only really works when I do it. <laughs> you know, and, uh, <laughs> oh shit! Have some respect for yourself. Jeez, you learn anything yet? 